All right. What's happening in the world today? A lot of madness. We are at war. And I don't think people want to deal with that. We are at war, folks. And I know what war looks like. And I'm telling you, the reason why I know what war looks like because of the inner war that we fight. Not just the military stuff that I was trained to do. But the war that the Bible tells us we were going to go through was going to be an inner battle. But I don't want to deal with that right now because well, I'm going to deal with that. But I want to deal with it in a different way. I'm going to deal with it in the sense of we're in a battle of truth and lie, good and evil. Does anyone want to accept that? That's the reality that we're dealing with good and evil. All right, let's say if you don't believe in good and evil, right and wrong. There are contrasting forces, and one has a better end than the other. And there are people who, and I want to tell you how simple this is. You give the wrong people a microphone and allow their voices to be heard. Guess what you can do? You can cause mass hysteria. You can cause a whole bunch of problems. And when the people who are in power who could do something but choose not to. Instead, they sit in silence and they sit back and they say, oh, everything's going to be fine because they're comfortable. So they don't respond. And here's what happens. The ignorant people with the ignorant voices and their microphones get louder and louder and louder. And the ignorant people with their microphones, they get dumber and dumber and dumber. And they get to say more and more ridiculous things. As young people attached to what these stupid people are saying, the stupid people begin to be developed in the stupidity. And as stupidity begins to culturalize, the country begins to get dumber and dumber and dumber. The family starts to break down. However, those that are in power, who have the power to make sure that the stupid people voices don't get... Here's where it gets confusing. When the nation becomes so stupid, and people can't identify what actual stupidity is anymore because it's layered over so much. So what's happened is we, we've been so overwhelmed with so much stupidity. Now when we think we achieve something, we've just conquered one level of the layer of stupidity that actually exists. It may take us 100 or 200 years to uncover the amount of stupidity that we have uh, covered ourselves with and layered ourselves with. We've got to deal with the actual stupidity, the results of the stupidity, the consequence of the stupidity, the effects of the stupidity. How does it affect black people? How does it affect white people? How does it affect men? How does it affect women? How? What is the actual damage of believing wrong things? What? When do we actually take an account and say, hey, is anyone calculating the damage that is done from wrong thinking? Does the child molester think, hey, what happens when I touch this child? What's the effect of it? Of course they don't. Is the liar saying, what is the effect of me telling this lie? Is the murderer saying, what is the effect of me killing this person? Does the father that walks away, does, what is the effect of me leaving my children? 
What about the wife? The wife, what is the effect of me cheating on my husband? Is anyone thinking about the effects? The effects which cause effects of our decisions, the consequences, the reality that our thought processes, what we do absolutely has an impact on one another. How we respond to right and wrong absolutely does have an impact to one another. This is the message to the church and to America. We are at war. Something is going to change. Something has to change. And you who don't who are playing around, all you're 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 only gonna be able to manipulate your way through this, but you're not see the truth is you can't manipulate your way through this. Because you'll always create a bigger situation where you'll need either to, to finally admit the truth or give in to more corruption. And then and, and the, the more corruption you give in to, the more corroded you become. You know, oh, this is good. We're not going to survive this. We're not going to survive this, folks. Oh, we need the truth. This is a battle of truth and lie, you know, and, and not compromise. And I don't care if your kids are infected with the lie. You got to think in a zombie apocalypse kind of way. You, got, if, you know, in the zombie movies, if your own kid gets bit by a zombie, you got to be like, hey, I got to let you go, Joe. What do you know, bro? You got to go. <laughs> because people who want to try to, people who accept lies are toxic and dangerous in every way. No matter how you look at it. And, and and I'm not saying, look, folks. I actually I am, I am saying what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's going to be a line drawn. You know, it's a line drawn. That's the bottom line. And it's a line drawn. Drawn. The church in the new America are at war, and nobody wants to see it. It's it's true. <laughs> and, and and we're acting like it's not happening, but it's true. And no one wants to talk about it. The church in America are at war. It's a it's not even a civil war. It's a spiritual war. We've been saying it the whole time, and nobody wants to admit the reality of it. The church in America are at war. Because see, the church used to empower and influence America, but then industry and opportunity started to try to infiltrate the church. As a matter of fact, when politicians, this is what happened before politicians used to try to rub shoulders with pastors and spiritual leaders, right? They used to try to rub soldiers shoulders with them. But then when they saw that the big money corporations would finance their campaigns and they no longer needed the influence of spiritual leaders, they started leaning towards the corruption of corporations, the corruptors, the corporations were the cor corruptors because the corporations would begin to simulate the needs that the spiritual leaders were able to fulfill through the word of God and the promises of God. See, what happened was, 
God began to use spiritual leaders to awaken America. The politicians used to partner to try to make government laws and rules to try to make America look more like what the spiritual leaders were saying the kingdom of God looked like. And but then the corporate America with their corporate agendas and their corrupting abilities that corrode us in our souls, when they began to influence the politicians, the politicians saw opportunity for power and they stopped using the influence of the people because when they would lose because what they were doing was immoral, they saw that uh, if I could get what I want to get if I disconnect from these spiritual people that hold the word of God accountable and put the word of God forth. First, I can't really do what I'm trying to do and connect with them. But because corporate America, I can get the influence of the people by offering the people stuff that they don't need. But what we needed was God. And now we live in America that we don't even recognize anymore. Now you're a good mother and a good father the more you stay out of your kids' business and make sure they get iPhones. Make sure they get the PlayStation 5. You know, now nothing matters. Now, you know, look what's happening. They don't even, they're, they're talking about gender fluidity in the church, okay? Now, I'm going to talk about gender fluidity right now. Since we're going to talk about it, guess what, folks? It's real simple, yo. Know, the God is a spirit, right? God is a spirit. He is a father. Do you want to know why we call him his? Because the life is in him, all right? Now, what's the ability for him to birth life is a feminine quality. His, his ability to birth life, how do I know? Because he created what feminine qualities are. His nurturing quality, the way the way he nurtures us with breath, nurtures us when we're hungry, when our bodies are depleted, he nurtures us. Earth nurtures us, life nurtures us. And we get the nutrition, nurture, nature. We get the nutrition that we need from when our body's depleted. So the more we're depleted, the more we need, and the more we, we get our resources from what he has already provided, because he's a provider as well. So not only is God have, has masculine uh, components to him, God also has the feminine components to where he, he can create, and he has authority and power over everything that he creates, but then he also knows how to nurture and birth and care for and he knows how to develop and he knows how to let things incubate inside of himself and his his desires and his wills and he knows how to care for things properly so god is the original man and the original woman now watch this now when i say that i mean in spirit by the way in spirit that god is the god so the man and the woman were both in god they were both in god when he creates adam he creates adam and he says it's not good for man to be alone because God wanted someone to be with. So God is looking at Adam and goes, so, okay, so the, the, what does he do? He, he brings the woman out of Adam because Adam was the complete perfect image of God. So God takes Eve and makes Eve out of Adam, keeping the oneness <coughs> between them and God. So now it's them and himself who is both. He can relate to the woman. He can relate to the man because he is God and he has male and female 
Both of their characteristics are in him, and he can relate to both of them. So who does who relates to God more, man and female? They both do. They both do. They both relate to God, man and female. And when you look at the argument, you know, it's ridiculous. And it also expresses the war we have within ourselves. Because we know the difference of righteousness and then the, dark, the, the difference of darkness and righteousness, light and dark. We know that. We know that there's a battle inside of us. There are terrible things that we want to do. And there's wonderful things that we want to do. And we know that it doesn't make sense to do terrible things and wonderful things. And we constantly have to choose what we're going to be. And what we do is we, we suppress, oppress, and hide the secret battle of good and evil that exists inside of ourselves to put on a happy face, sing and dance for everybody, and perform and when the performance is over and we have to make a decision who we're really going to be we don't know how because we've been so underdeveloped for so long and now that confusion is multiplying and it's boiling over into our society into our culture into the future into the generation into the churches into the politicians into the city into our families and we don't even know how to communicate to each other anymore. Now there's a war between men and women. There's a war between people because of skin color. There's a war between people because of being healthy and unhealthy and skinny and fat. And, you know, there's a war. There's a war everywhere. There's a war because so much of our culture has been industrialized. And we've lost our meaning for what we really stand for and who we are and what we believe in and, and we've lost our we lost our meaning our focus and now all we do is hurt ourselves because there's so much division and now we have two choices to reconcile without compromise to reconcile without compromise compromise is just another way for decay to come in you know, to reconcile without compromise. Or we can say, let's discover truth together. And, and when the truth is discovered, we'll accept it. So you let the people speak the word of God. You let the people speak the word of God. And you let the people state their case on whatever it is they believe, whatever God they believe. And, and just like Elijah, which God shows up, how much... Which which God can show more evidence? Where where the, we want evidence? That's why I love atheists so much. I love atheists because they ask for evidence. When I when I ask for evidence from God, evidence shows up. Now I know that atheists uh, that strong delusion, you know, and all that stuff, guys. Listen, I know the word says that God hands people over to a reprobate mind and all that stuff. He God hands people over to. Uh, you know, the strong delusions. And I know that atheists like to say, prove to me without the Bible that God is real. And I love that statement because you know what I like to tell people? Put on your seatbelt, folks, because you're going for a ride. Here's what I tell people. You want me to say without the Bible that God is real? I can do that. You want to know why I can do that? Because the people who, before the Bible was written, people were saying God was real then. So I get to, they're like, okay, well, where was their evidence? Here's the reality. <laughs> reality is God. Reality is God. Nothing outside of reality is real. I'm going to say that again. Nothing outside of reality is real. 
There's, there's nothing outside of reality. There isn't. There's no exploring anything outside of reality. Because reality is the end of everything. It's the beginning of everything. Which means everything in reality, even if it's undiscovered, everything in reality is reality. <laughs> and everything that is reality is in reality. But there's nothing outside of reality. Which means the only thing that can expand that nothing is if reality takes more territory from the nothing. Which means reality itself has to be a conscious being, a conscious being, in order to take territory from nothing. Reality has to be able to occupy the space of nothing. And reality, reality has to be a conscious, intellectual being that can discern nothing and, and create something out of nothing. There has to be a decision made in order to do that, to create something from nothing. A decision has to be made. And when reality operates, it's the only thing that materializes or the only thing that matters is that reality makes a decision. So at one point, God was the single only intellectual conscious being to ever exist in the entire universe, and he was not bound by matter. He was consciousness and spirit. He was spirit. And what does he do? He materializes. He begins to make things. He begins to ordain things to exist. I dare you all to look up the word let. And when you look up the word let, you'll notice that that word shows up in Genesis. When he says, let there be light and let. So the first thing reality did was let things out of himself into existence. And he lets things out of himself into existence. And people go, where's the evidence of that? This is what they would call the Big Bang. It's the same thing. When, when reality let, it's not when he said, it's when he let. People said, he's, he said, let there be light. It goes, and there was light. The there was light was not because of what he said. The there was light was because he let it happen. The letting, if you look up the definition of let, you'll see what I'm talking about. So he let there be light. And then he began to create, why? At his own authority, in his own way, occupying the nothing that exists outside of him. He's occupying space because nothing exists. He's occupying nothing is what he's doing. He's creating out of nothing, turning it into something. Why can he do that? Because he is spirit. That is the dimension where you can operate like that. You're moving at the speed of thought. You're moving at the speed of light and you have all power. Why? Because you're the only thing that exists. So everything is subject to you because you're the only thing that exists. And this is where pride is so scary because pride is so evil because of the fact that you think you're God? You think you're the only thing that exists and the world revolves around you when the very concept of the solar system and the universe came from reality itself, the conscious being reality. And most people will never make it to this type of understanding. You want to know why? Because they're too busy thinking about what music, their little video games that they're playing and how to make a straight line 
without crossing paths. Those are games that I played, by the way. <laughs> but my point is that people like to think about stupid stuff all day. But they're not thinking about the things of life. You know, and the ones that are separated from God. Did you know that the word science only means to know? It doesn't have anything to do with there is no God. It just means to know. And a lot of times people don't understand there are people with mental illness, mental damages that, that will identify as a dog or as a cat or they'll identify, they'll think that there are people who are overwhelmed by sexual urges and will have you know, sex with animals and all this other stuff. Why do you think that the word of God tells us what to do and what not to do? Why do you think? Because here's the thing, is that reality is completely aware of the purpose in which he created man and animals. Reality is completely aware of the consequences of being out of tune with reality. And, and so I could call God reality. And you, you, there's nothing you could say. There's nothing you could say that throws me, that, that would throw me off. God, not, God is not the creator of reality. He is reality. He's the creator of existence, but he existed. Reality existed before existence. <laughs> God is reality. But you got to understand, he created existence, but God is reality. Understand that. And he will exist. God, God will exist with or without your existence because he's always going to be reality. That's, that's the beautiful part. You know what I mean? That's the beautiful part. And, and here's what I'm trying to tell you people out here, all right? Is if you, if you just start getting into the deeper things of God, you will start operating on a better level and a higher level. You want to know, this is why I take my hat off to Pat Robertson. He was able to follow God into multiple dimensions of reality. He was able to follow God in the business world. He was able, he knew how to serve. He knew how to delegate. He knew how to, to, to lead. He knew how to, you know, he knew how to play what parts he needed to play. And too many people are only, uh, you know, attracted to the power and the authority of God versus the purity of his reality. America and the church are at war. I need everybody to understand this. America is a rebellious child who confused the words freedom with liberal. God wants us to be liberated, but we confuse the words liberal with liberated. We confuse the words freedom with rebellion. America has become a rebellious child. America has become a rebellious child because it's because it seduced itself off of all the plagues of false doctrine, false truth, the, the power of mammon because of all these other countries and the influence from other countries that came in, which, by the way, these other countries, that, that, that they wanted their territory because the Chinese, their culture, want their, their, their influence over here. The Europeans want their influence over here. Every, the Hindus want their influence over here. Everybody, the Greeks, want their influence. Everybody wants their influence over here. Why? Why did everybody all of a sudden want their influence in America? Because this was the one place where we knew how to serve God. We knew. We knew. The same way everybody wanted Israel. Everybody wanted Israel the same way. Listen, the reason why is because, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. When, when before 
the Europeans came over before the invasion. There were already people here that knew who God was. I'm telling you. Why do you think the scripture says to my brothers scattered abroad? Why do you think the scripture said it all lines up? There was already people. They didn't speak the same language, but there was already people that, that knew who God was. We got to get out of believing the lies from the history books and get into do the re, doing the real research. When you do the real research, you find out there are people from Africa coming over here already that said Yahuwah, Yeshua, Jesus. You know, they, they, you got to remember, these are people that knew as time was going on. If you look at the way the story was told to us, it was like nobody knew anything about Jesus until the Europeans showed up. And that's just not true. And, and, and then everyone believed the after effect, the history of the after effect of believing that lie. This is what I said from the very beginning. Does anyone take time to stop and think, what are the effects of believing lies? What is the effect of believing the wrong thing? How much damage is caused when you believe the wrong thing? What do... what? How much do we hurt the future when we believe the wrong thing? This is why I made that t-shirt that said, rise above deception. Because you have to love your bloodline enough to say, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to believe a lie because it can do too much damage. Guys, you got to care enough about your bloodline. Watch, let me show you about your bloodline. So your bloodline, you'll say, all I care about is my kids. Listen to how evil that is. All I care about is my kids, right? But you can't say, you, you say all you care about is your kids. That means you don't care about your grandkids. Well, then you'll go, no, 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 I don't mean that. But that's what you said. That's what you said. If all you care about is your kids, then you don't care about your grandkids. Oh, no, of course I care about my grandkids. All right, now watch this. If you care about your bloodline, let me show you how crazy we are because we don't think about these things. If you care about your bloodline, then you'll say, oh, no, I care about my bloodline. I care. So I care about my kids and I care about my grandkids. But you can't care about your grandkids if you don't care about your grandkids, uh, your father, their, their, your grandkids' father. Or, you know, so, you know, oh, yeah, so you got to care about your son-in-law. You got to care about your daughter-in-law, too. Because you care about your bloodline. And if your grandkids, if you care about your grandkids and your son-in-law and daughter-in-law are part of their bloodline, then now their bloodline is part of your bloodline. You got to care about your son-in-law and daughter-in-law. And, and you can't say things like, if you guys get divorced, oh, well, I'm choosing my son-in-law's side or, or, or my son's side. Because you care about the grandkids. If you're a good grandparent, you'll try to keep that family together because you don't want them to get divorced. If you're a good grandparent and you see the son-in-law or the daughter-in-law strung out on drugs, everybody's going to come together and get them off drugs and get their life to right, get their life right, so they can become better. But we got to see. We think we're being smart when we say, "Well, my kids are getting divorced, so I'm just going to choose their side." What if your daughter is the one that was having the affairs? What if your son was the one beating your the, the the woman and the woman says I'm taking the kids and a, and you go oh, you know we can't just we can't just think we're right we got to really care we got to be careful because when we're not careful we make people care less 
We make people careless. We have multiple, we have so much evidence that when children are molested, a lot of times they become sexually promiscuous because they've already been destroyed in their sexual identity. We already have, we have enough evidence to say that when children don't have fathers in the house, there's a difference. How much more evidence do we need to say, hey, we need some instruction on how to help each other out, how to stand, how can we be neighbors and not neighborly and even know who our neighbors are? How can we live in a neighborhood with families? How can we say we love God and have our brothers and sisters losing houses and going homeless and all types of craziness? How? And then go to church and say we love God. How is that possible? America? America and the church are at war and nobody wants to talk about it. But it's happening. It's happening, folks. And and here's what's going to happen. It, when, this is the scary part. As America invades the church, because America already has been invaded by modernism and humanism and, you know, culturalism. America's already been invaded. And now the target is in the church. Now the target is in the church. Now it's going to get smaller. It's going to be fewer and fewer people speaking truth. There's going to be a whole lot of crazy folks talking like they have the truth. But it's going to be fewer and fewer people speaking truth. Now, there's no doubt about it that we need to work together. Now, I'm looking for, uh, me being a soldier, I'm not going to lay down and die. So you guys got to know they got to come kill me. Uh, you know, But I'm telling you guys, I, I feel like the, the, the guy going, hey, the British are coming. The British are coming. Church, listen, America gone bye-bye. America gone bye-bye. If we if we want to if we want to push back if we want to take territory in America then we're going to have to push back and take territory we're going to have to the, we're, we're going to have to influence the America but we cannot show America in any way that we need it separation of church and state let's do it baby separate that church and state separate it all day don't we say is that in the Constitution man they have fit their own Constitution guys. We are being invaded by modernism, humanity, uh, humanism. Uh, it's not intellect. It's not, you know, listen, did you know that, did you know that the origin of politics is actually philosophy? It's the, the children of Aristotle, the children of Socrates, the children of, you know, uh, you, uh, you know, uh, these are, these are people who are just trying to figure it out and just said stuff. These are, these are people that, and it was like, yo, that's deep because if you give foolish people microphones, what ends up happening, if you give foolish people microphones, what ends up happening is more stupid people can be heard. That's all that happens. That's all that happens, folks, is that you give ignorant people microphones. That's all that happens. Is that more and, and in America, because of the fact, listen, because of the fact that Americans confuse the word freedom and rebellion, liberal and liberation, Yes, God wants us liberated. Why? To enjoy the freedoms, right? To enjoy the freedoms to maximize and care for our families and 
to, to make the world a better place. See, that's a freedom to make the world a better place is a freedom. Look at what they put limitations on. They limit your ability to travel across the world. How? They make it about money. They make it about passports. They make it about, why can't you just get in a boat and go across the ocean? Oh, they make it, they say it's for your best interest, but they don't protect you anywhere else. That's about control. So there's this abuse and oppression that they call control. But really, what's the, when they when they merge words together like liberation and liberal, it becomes this perverted idea. You see what I'm saying? It, it, it becomes this perverted idea of reality. Liberal and liberation means I have a right to do whatever I want. No, that's that's... That's not freedom. That's that's rebellion. That's 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 perversion. You have a what happens when your when your desires affect me? Only doing good thing. Listen to this, folks. Only doing things God's way gives you a clear path to freedom, liberation, and, and wisdom, and knowledge, and justice, and kindness, and and things that nurture the human ability to maximize itself into eternity all of this separation all this division all this religion all these politics all of this individualism it's all designed to keep you from becoming your eternal self the eternal version of yourself that God authorizes you to have through the blood of his own son he gave his own son to make sure and ensure and reassure and assure that you are eternal and you do not have to die. Everything false is a death certificate. Do not sign that death certificate. You keep living according to the word of God. Do not get into get into American Americanism, politics, and all that other stuff. You stand on the word of God. You do what the word of God says. Now that doesn't mean detach. It means engage. It means remember. It means focus. It means be a part. You gotta be able to see the enemy is there. We're gonna attack the enemy. Why do you think the Bible said? David attacked Goliath quickly so that he didn't outthink what he already knew. He already knew that that's the enemy. He's bigger than me, but my God's bigger. Let me engage on that thought before I think something else on a lower thought, because if I go on a lower thought, I can mess something up. But if I engage the enemy on the thought that my God is the ultimate God, he's the real God, the true God, I can take this giant out through the power of God. There's nothing you can't take out through the power of God, but stop getting into the God of your imagination and get into the real God, the one that actually exists, the one that actually can make anything out of nothing, the one that can actually heal your pain, the one that... See, so, too many people want to operate in the power and the authority of God, but they haven't got the right belief yet. You got to believe God in order to tap in and have access to the power that God has even authorized you to have because you are his image. He hasn't, he's not holding anything back from you. But will you walk in that power? Are, are you committed to making the world a better place? And you got to think about the world. You can't be thinking about, the reason why you got to be open to making the world a better place is because God knows you can't save the world, but you can do what he tells you to do and you can go where he sends you. So I don't care if you are 
You got $50 million in your bank account right now. If God sends your rich tail to India in the lowest, poorest part of India, you'll be ready to go. I don't care if you have nothing. I don't care if you have nothing. If God tells you to go to Europe, you'll go to Europe. Being prepared to obey God is the best thing you can do for your life. And all this American intellectualism is causing people to become dumber and nobody wants to say it. America and the church are at war right now. You better believe it, people. And you better wake up. If not, well, I hate to say it, but I'm going to be totally honest with you. There are so many people that say they love God and they believe in God, but they only love him with their lips. I dare all of you right now who watch this, go read Jeremiah chapter 5. I'll call you back later. <laughs> all right, guys.